witches, ghosts, and goblins, and all things that go bump in the night, you are inside. Spooky time with the Black Hearts Club now. Here are your hosts, Ashley and Derek. Hello, and welcome to another episode. Before we get into today's topic, we're going to go straight into horror news because we have a lot of news stories to get through. All right, so the first bit of horror news coming out of the entertainment industry this week is there's going to be two sequels coming our way in the next few years. The Grabber is going to return for the Black Phone Hark 2. This movie for modern horror is a fantastic telling of basically a guy that abducts children, holds them hostage down at his cellar, torments them, and unless they play by the rules, they don't, they get killed. So The Grabber Part 2 will be coming our way, tentatively slated, for 2025. Also, on the heels of the success of Thanksgiving this past November, The Carver will also be making his return in the next few years for Thanksgiving Part 2. And Eli Roth is also going to be directing that as well. And also... Uh, Chucky season three is back in production because of the uh, writer's strike and actor's strike. So that's back in in production. And Tim Burton also recently posted a picture on his Instagram talking about he's finally finished wrapping up Beetlejuice 2. And that comes out next year. Super excited to see that. And in other horror news, horror toy news specifically, NECA is releasing a 20th anniversary Captain Spaulding action figure. I believe this was supposed to come out originally in October when they were celebrating the 20th anniversary of House of a Thousand Corpses because they also had select dates where the movie was once again being shown in theaters. But now the figure looks like it's going to be coming out just in time for the Christmas holiday shopping season. So if you know anybody that wants something spooky underneath their tree, grab the Captain Spaulding NECA action figure. So our last bit of horror news is the January 2024 release, Night Swim, from Blumhouse, which is going to basically play off of a 1990 Are You Afraid of the Dark Nickelodeon episode. We do know that this past week, the main antagonist has been revealed, and it's some kind of creature monster that basically lurks inside of the swimming pool. And again, this is based off of a 1990 Are You Afraid of the Dark Nickelodeon episode. So, that concludes this week's horror news. Will you be watching that movie? Yeah, I'm going to watch it. It's, it's definitely a cool-looking movie. If you haven't seen the trailer yet, swing over to YouTube and check out the trailer. It looks awesome. I've... I've only seen the teaser, so I may have to check out the new one that just dropped. Moving on now to today's topic, we are going to talk about creepy encounters, whether that be with the paranormal or cryptids. We have a few stories that are personal stories and some that we found on Reddit, because who doesn't love Reddit? When I'm bored late at night, I like to go on Reddit and read creepy stories. <laughs> it's basically the new uh, the new books that we read before bedtime, only this time they're free. We don't have to go purchase books. We can just look at our phone and basically get scared by just reading horror stories from Reddit. Exactly. I know you have a couple of stories that you would like to share. Maybe we should start with 
one of your stories first. My first story is a recent story. It's basically ongoing right now. It's the story of two-week-old Thanksgiving leftovers that are still in my refrigerator. Oh, just kidding. No, so my story takes me back to when I was basically about seven years old and my parents had just gotten a divorce and me, my sister, and my mother had moved to a apartment. Starts out, sounds simple enough, but I still remember this now in my 40s. So this is obviously something that has stayed in my mind for almost four decades now. Probably about a month into us moving into this apartment everything went completely fine like you know we were a happy family you know readjusting to life the way it was now just the trio three of us but some strange things started happening probably about a month or two after we moved there i would go to sleep at night and lay in my bed at the time i had a little bed that was shaped like a race car and i would sleep in that and my feet would always kind of dangled between where the mattress footboard would be of the bed and my hands would hang over where the headboard would be and at this time I would always sleep face down with my face buried into the pillow and my head you know buried into the pillow and my hands hanging over the mattress. I would always halfway during my sleep cycle I would feel hands grabbing at my hands that were hanging over the mattress Ooh. and I would instantly wake up and no one was there because the only people that lived in the house again were me my mom and my sister so I would wake up instantly freaking out looking around and there was no one there convinced myself okay it's just a dream so I would try to get myself comfortable and go back to sleep only to wake up in another two or three hours and feel the same cold hands grabbing at my hands and it felt like they were trying to pull me under the bed and again I would wake up still nothing there mm -hmm. so I would tell my mom about it and her go-to obviously was you know oh, we're just in a new place you know you're trying to adjust you're probably having you know nightmares so I was like okay probably and there would be nights that would go by and I would be completely fine and then a week or so would pass and same thing occurs again wake up in the middle of the night and there's these hands that are just trying to pull me under the bed and again nobody's there this went on and on for probably a good three or four months and i've never forgotten about it it's still to this day like if you could see it right now on my arm i have chill bumps just thinking about it because it was surreal and it was creepy and I've lived with that in my memory since I was seven years old, and I have never forgotten it. Never figured out what it was. I don't know if the apartment we lived in had someone that passed away, was haunted, or what, and their spirit was there and was trying to drag me somewhere. I don't know, but it was never explained. I have no explanation for it. My mom had no explanation for it, and my mid-40s, I still remember it. So that is one of my creepiest encounters from my childhood now you have an older sister did she have any encounters in the house or it was just you it was just me at that house but however i will have a story that involves me and her later on another apartment 
in the same town, though, and we both witnessed the same thing. So that story's coming up a little bit later on in the podcast. Wow. Okay. Mine is actually, I would say recent. The house that I'm currently living in, we moved in here about 2017. I put cameras in my house just because I have a young child and we put one in his room. So we could watch him, you know, like a baby monitor, whatever. He's not a baby, but he was two years old when we moved into this house. My husband and I, we were watching the camera one day and we saw like orbs. An orb can either be dust or a bug. Well, these orbs in his room did not move like dust or a bug. And a lot of times if it's a spiritual orb it will be see-through and it will move in a way that a bug won't move we caught a few and we're like okay what the heck is this and so i have a friend because i also do paranormal investigations and i have a friend who was like my mentor and we sent him the video and we're like okay can you debunk this can you like put our minds at ease that oh this is nothing he watched the video and immediately called us and he was like i need to do an investigation at your house and we're like oh crap what because of that we immediately moved our son into our room because i'm like okay um this is a little scary he comes does an investigation he caught a bunch of things in our house like shadow figures stuff like that and so i decided to put cameras all throughout my house to see if i could capture stuff sure enough i did i caught so many noises like banging loud noises and there was no one in the house downstairs who would make that noise and then after a while i because i don't want to investigate my own house right i mean that's just not that's not good. You shouldn't do that. So I'm like, okay, I'm not going to investigate my house. But I've had a friend come in and she said, Ashley, there's definitely a presence in your house. I'm like, great. You know, my paranormal mentor, he did research on this house. Someone, I believe they had some sort of event where the fire department had to come here. Um, I don't know if it was like an overdose or something. I don't believe anyone died in the house, but the fire department was called here. And then this house also sat vacant for like three to five years. So who knows what was happening during that time. Plus, this house sits on old land that used to be orange groves. And back in the day where I live, the mob used to come here and drop dead bodies. And so who knows what was here? And I'm like, okay. It's time to call in a medium. And a medium is someone who can speak to the dead, see the dead. She told me that we are visited by family members who have passed. But that's not what is currently in my house. What currently is in my house is a gentleman who has been here a while. We don't know if, I think, we're, we think he's probably tied to the land. He likes that we moved in here. Um, he's glad that there's a happy family in this home because it sat vacant for so long. But she also warned me that I need to set boundaries with this man because she told me she just started laughing out of nowhere. And I'm like, 
Oh, what's so funny? What's going on? She goes, oh, he's, he says he likes to watch you when you shower. And I'm like, excuse me? She goes, yeah, you need to set boundaries. And I said, you know what? That is so funny that you say that. Because when I take a shower, I sometimes look up because I feel like someone is watching me. Ever since she told me that, I have set boundaries. I said, look, whoever is here when I am in the bathroom and taking a shower, you are not allowed to watch me. That's not okay. So I've set those boundaries. Oh, man. Thankfully, I don't get that feeling anymore. I just, that was so funny. Is that where it stopped it? He he didn't do like any incubus type stuff and try to. No, 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 no. But yeah, so it definitely. <laughs> I, I didn't know if it was one of these incubus type deals where, you know, he was just like, oh, you came to my house. So technically, this is my land. You're my woman. No, 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 no. Thankfully not. That was surprising to hear for sure. You never got out of the shower and like ridden all the steam in the mirror was, I'm watching you. No. <laughs> How creepy would that be though if you got out oh. and got some text written on the mirror? I think that would creep me the hell out and I... Not to sell the house in time to move. Exactly. I, for the longest time, was told not to use sage because sage is basically like a Band-Aid. And I get mixed reviews. A lot of people say, okay, yeah, sage is good. And then some people say sage is not good. They say the one that really helps get rid of bad energy is Palo Santo. Well, don't so they I also recommend like some kind of a anointing oil to like put in your house? And that kind of like keeps away bad spirits also, I've heard. Um, it can, I think it depends on what you follow, but for me, what I was always told, and even by this medium, she said, use Palo Santo throughout your house. And that'll definitely, she goes, I don't think there's anything negative in your house, but when you do have one spirit, sometimes it can attract even more. So you have to be careful. Well, luckily you don't, you know, toy around with Ouija boards, but can you imagine if you did bring a Ouija board out, what you would well, conjure? Yes. And I will tell one of her stories. This is a story that she told us is because she, you know, as a medium, she's also a paranormal investigator. And she was called to a house because there was bad things happening. And the teenage kids in the house were messing with Ouija boards and they conjured something and she said that it was a demonic entity and that it's so bad in that house they legit had to move out but that demonic entity will be in that house forever and she also said that she was like 2,000 miles away telling the story of this and that demonic entity whispered in her ear you better stop now or i will come after you and she just immediately stopped her story because she's like whatever this is is so powerful and so bad she goes even telling you this story now i'm listening to make sure i don't hear that voice in my head because if i do i immediately have to stop because it is so scary you know that's kind of a a real-life poltergeist right there, if you think about it. I know you had mentioned you had put the cameras up in your house. How many times have you captured strange occurrences 
on film? A lot. Actually, a lot. A lot of it happened in obviously my son's bedroom. And then a lot of it happened in my downstairs and like my front room area, like where the front door is. I had something hanging on my wall and it was secured to the wall. And this was during the day. Both my husband and I were upstairs and all of a sudden we hear this loud crash, like bang. And we go downstairs and an antique frame that I had hanging on the wall was shattered on the floor. There's your first mistake. You just said antique frame yes, hanging on your wall. No doubt it probably came from an antique store or yard sale or something and it possibly had an attachment with it so i have a lot of antiques in my house but i don't know if any of my things have an attachment to it i'm not sure i don't know i've visited you and your husband and your son at your house a few times this past yeah. year that suit of armor that sits there in your front room I, I kind of got doubts about that. I'm getting Scooby-Doo vibes off of that. Like in the middle of the night, the spirit that lives inside the suit of the armor is just like marching around the house. No, I don't think so. But you have a story to tell regarding my house. Yeah, I do. It's it's not a long story, but it's a short story that's to the point. I was basically taking a picture of a t-shirt that I had purchased when we were at uh, CityWalk at Universal Studios. And... I was sending it to my family back home, showing them the t-shirt that I had found. And no matter what angle, what light I tried, for whatever reason, my iPhone could not get a clear picture of this shirt. Something kept interfering with it. And I immediately took it out to you and I was like, hey, you're more of an expert at this than I am. You need to look at this. There's something going on in your house right now. Uh oh, you're gone. How weird. We're talking oh, ghostly man. things, and my camera just shut off. I've never had this happen before. Oh, just roll with this. This is great. See? See? Oh, positive. man. That Ashley lives in a haunted house. Yeah, exactly. My camera positive. literally just shut off. Is that damn suit of armor. He's walking around your house right now. Oh, boy. This is, this is crazy. Okay, so, yeah, I think... Maybe the spirit that's in my house, maybe he didn't like you and he was maybe, blocking your picture. Maybe he didn't like me and maybe that's right now he doesn't want me telling his story. So that's why he's kind of interfering with this podcast. But anyway, yeah, I showed you the picture and I took like two or three different photos at different angles and different lighting. And each one of them had like this ghostly mist just covering the entire t-shirt where you could not even get a good picture it just it looked very very paranormal to me and that's why i asked you hey you know what does this look like to you so you saw the picture what was your take on it i don't know i can't explain i i just think that something clearly did not want you to show whatever you were showing I slept with one eye open that night. Yeah, I definitely think that I'm back now. I definitely oh, think crap. that whatever is in my house, maybe it didn't want you to show what you were showing. I don't know. It was super weird. Wait, there's something behind you right now. You're full of it. Anyway, go ahead. Now, I want to tell a story from Reddit because this uh, kind of scared me a little bit. So it says, an entity lived in my sister's closet. About two years ago, my older sister would spend almost all of her time in her bedroom. 
I was an annoying sister. So whenever she was in there, I'd love to pop my head in and say, hello. She was never that annoyed by me hanging out. But then I started to realize that I couldn't spend much time in there without feeling sick. I would either get a headache or start to feel nauseous. My sister and I used to joke about this and say that my sister's room just had really bad vibes. After a while, we started to notice that our dogs also wouldn't spend more than a couple of minutes in her bedroom at a time. Uh oh. So I started to notice things about my sister's behavior. She slept with her door open and her lights on. She always seemed drained and honestly was becoming quite paranoid. She admitted to thinking that she would hear things like whispers, voices, etc. Our grandmother lives with us and is quite religious. One day, my grandma was in my sister's closet hanging up clothes for her and felt something breathe in her ear. I didn't witness this, but my two oldest sisters said that they heard our grandma screaming and crying from downstairs. They both went to check on her and found her pacing in my sister's bedroom with a Bible in her hand, yelling at whatever is in her bedroom that it wasn't welcome. I don't get headaches or nausea in that room anymore. And the dogs finally feel comfortable enough to take naps in there. So clearly the grandma, by telling them, you're not welcome here, it finally left. And that's another thing too. If you feel threatened in your house or anything, you tell whatever's there, you are not welcome here. You need to leave because this is my house. I mean, sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. And then and then sometimes you'll hear a voice that says, I'm not leaving. Yeah. But also, too, you don't ever want to invite spirits in your house because if you do, they will stay and then they will invite more. Like you said earlier in the podcast, I guess they basically have a spirit party because they don't want to be alone. So it's like, oh, we're going to have a party well, now. I'm just going to live here. And that's another thing that the medium told me. She goes, because I said, it doesn't bug me that there's someone here. She goes, okay, but you don't acknowledge. I'm not inviting any spirit into my house. It's bad enough if I move into a house much like yours and it's already on it, but I'm not going to bring out any kind of Ouija board or anything and just willingly invite them into my living quarters and say, hey, please come join us. You know, we don't, we don't mind having a few more around. We want to live like the CBS show ghosts. Yeah, exactly. And that's another thing, too, is so many people mess with Ouija boards and they don't understand the consequences of a Ouija board. Like on our YouTube channel, we posted a short talking about Ouija boards and how on the actual box it says for ages eight and up. And we got so much hate from people saying, oh, Ouija boards don't invite ghosts, spirits into your house. Um, yeah, they do. And when you talk to people in the paranormal field, they say, if you don't know how to close that door when you open it, you don't know what you are inviting into your house. No. And it could be a constant rotation of many entities or whatever coming into your house because you've played with the Ouija board because you think it's a game when in actuality it's not. Spirit boards have been around for so long and they are to contact spirits. 
Hasbro just thought, oh, let's make money off of this when they don't know what they have done, you know? And see, a lot of people think, just like where you said Hasbro, they think, oh, well, if I go to the toy aisle in the board game section and I buy a Hasbro manufactured Ouija board, no harm, no foul. This isn't going to have any kind of attachments to it. No, Ouija board is still a portal to open up spirits into your house. It doesn't matter if it was manufactured by Hasbro or it was made custom made by, you know, someone and some kind of, you know, craft shop. It's all going to be a portal to open up spirits into your house. It doesn't matter. You bought it at Walmart, you bought it online, or if you bought it at a oddities shop, if you will, oddities, I suppose. Yeah. Right, exactly. And they there's even, I believe, a museum of uh spirit boards ouija boards yeah i'm not i'm not gonna mess with one i've never messed with one i don't trust it my mom told me when i was younger because my sister at one point in time she kind of got into tarot cards and ouija boards and stuff like that and she didn't really get heavily into it it was just one of those teenage phase things but my mom specifically told her she said you don't mess with that yeah this house because she knew that it's going to just open up a floodgate for bad karma and bad mojo. I completely agree with that. And it's like I tell everyone, please don't mess with a Ouija board if you don't know what you're doing. No, they always think that as long as I say goodbye and I close it out, then that's that. I'm sure it takes more than just saying goodbye and, you know, I don't think that's going to close it out, in my opinion. I don't trust it and I'm not messing with it. No, thanks. And you know someone who messes with a Ouija board. Do you think that that has affected any vibes in any of the houses you've lived in? I've definitely had plenty of strange occurrences. So it's definitely a very good possibility. I I just don't trust them. I don't trust them. I mean, there was a movie back in the 80s called Witchboard. And watch that movie. It had Tony Katane in it. That basically shows you what can happen if you bring one of those into your house and you don't know what the hell you're doing with it. You're going to be screwed for the rest of your life and you're not going to know how to deal with it. So if you have a paranormal spooky encounter you would like to share with us, please leave it in the comments below on the video on our YouTube channel. Uh, the Black Hearts Club. I believe um, if you listen to the podcast on Spotify, you can also leave comments. Let us know. We'd love to read some of your spooky encounters. And you never know if we do a follow-up, a part two to this, we may just read your response on the air. I have to say there's some weird things going on with my camera so i oh my god dude a few minutes ago okay i heard something in the cabinet that sounded like it was just like banging in the cabinet or banging underneath the house so i don't know what the hell that was all about <laughs> this is the problem a lot of times when you talk about the paranormal or you watch like a paranormal oh, show man. stuff happens yeah, I guess we're manifesting it as much as you don't like it when I use that term, but I guess we're speaking it into existence. So we're going to share one more story, and it's the story of you and your sister. Yes, it is. And this goes to kind of the mid to late 90s. We were living in another apartment at this time. Goes back kind of full circle here when I would lay in my bed, or she would lay in her bed. We had a straight bird's eye view to the hallway. She told me, one morning when we woke up and we were eating breakfast, she was like, I think I saw something in the hallway last night. It was like 
some ghostly legs and I was like, okay, I think I've seen that before. And it looked like it would just be standing stationary in the hallway, like right in front of like where the thermostat was for the AC and the heating unit. Like it was just standing there. She had told me that she had saw it. And then we had told her mom about it. And I think my mom even verified that she thought she had seen it also. So that's three of us that had seen it. And this guy appeared like maybe two or three times before he just kind of vanished. And again, this is one of those situations where there was no backstory because this is this is basically apartments that were built in the early 70s, mid 70s. So they didn't have like a long history at that point in time, which that doesn't really matter. They okay. This you also have to mention you live where there was Confederate soldiers back in the day. So maybe there's there's a lot of history in North Carolina specifically. When you and your husband visited here, you guys saw where I live right now, not even two blocks away, there's a graveyard mm -hmm. that sits on Civil War historical site. So I have plenty of strange occurrences in my current house, and that could be a reason why, because we're literally two blocks away from basically a Civil War burial ground. But yeah, it's not even just like Confederate soldiers that are basically roaming the grounds around here. North Carolina also had like a big Cherokee population, so we have Native Americans also. We have all kinds of history here in the South, so it's like, you know, you don't know what you're sitting on top of it at any given time. And the Krispy Kreme in Greenville, which there's a short of this on the YouTube channel, the Krispy Kreme in Greenville, North Carolina, and you guys can look this up. This is facts. It's not me believe. This is facts. Sits on top of what once was Confederate burial ground. And to make the shopping development that's there now, they dug up all the bodies relocated them but you just don't do that no you don't we have that here in in san diego where they did that at a park they made a park on top of an old catholic cemetery and there's strange occurrences that happen there you've actually gone with me on an investigation and that video will probably show up on our youtube channel but it's just crazy what people do because land is so sought after now. They don't care. Oh, you're dead now. You don't care. Well, sometimes those people do care and they come back and they haunt you. <laughs> Sorry, you've been resting here for over 100 years, but now I got to dig you up and relocate you because I want to fatten my wallet right now. It's going to come back and bite you in the butt big time. Exactly. Okay, so like Ashley said earlier in the podcast, leave comments on the YouTube channel and on whatever platform you listen to podcasts. If you're able to leave comments down there, please leave comments and let us know creepy, spooky, real-life encounters you've had. We would love to hear about them. And if you're new here, how about subscribing to the channel by slashing that subscribe button and joining us for all our spooky adventures we do all kinds of spooky stuff on the Black Hearts Club and here on the Spooky Time Podcast. We'll be touching base on all things spooky and paranormal and horror related coming up. So until next time, we'll see you on the dark side.